And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. As we do every Friday, and this is our debut performance, we're catching up with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. He joins us in the studio. Good day, Luke. Mate, we've got a cast of thousands. Yeah, we've got a wrong microphone on there somewhere. No, yeah. Yes, we also have an inept uh, panel operator in the form of me, but now we have a mic. Okay. Oh, good day, Luke. We're back. Good afternoon. How yes, are we? Good? Very well, very well. Very well. So this afternoon, we're going to talk about how to maximise your pension, and there's mm. a, a lot of things that you can do, you're mm. the expert, where do we begin? Yeah, so we've been talking over the last couple of weeks about the benefits of commencing an income stream. Yep. So you want to build up your superannuation while you're working. Sure. And then you get to the point where you say, happy days, I've just turned 60, yep. now it's my time to wind back, spend some time with the grandkids, get mm. on the boat, disappear overseas, yep. or buy the mandatory ram and a caravan and disappear for right. 18 months. Yeah. So to draw that income stream, ways that you can actually maximise your benefit include making a non-concessional contribution to super. And that just means simply that you take money that you have right. from any source yep. and put it into superannuation okay. without claiming a tax deduction. Right. So a great way of using cash, a great way of using an inheritance, a great yep. way of using the sale of other assets. Sure. So you may have had an investment property. We've seen valuations you know, get crazy and start to normalise a little bit. And any time you're looking at an asset that you have, you're always saying, what sort of income does it generate? And is that going to help me achieve the income requirements that I need in retirement? So it's a really good way of potentially saying, right, I'll sell that property mm. and I'll use some of those proceeds to make that non-concessional yep. contribution that we spoke I, I, about. And I, I just want to reiterate, this only works if you don't claim it as a tax Concession, is that right? That's right. So yep. a non-concessional contribution is money going in where you don't claim a deduction. Mm-hmm. Now, to that point, you can actually then strategically use some of the money from the sale of an asset right. to bolster your super balance okay. and claim a tax deduction on the way in. Right. Okay. So there's two sides to that contribution double, double strategy. There, yeah. yeah. Exactly. One, you don't claim a deduction. The other one, you can. Now, a lot of people know about the annual limit of 27500 mm-hmm. and everybody comes in and says, well, I can't put any more than that in, not realising that this non-concessional limit of 110000 per year Ooh. or 330000 in one go, right. which is a bring forward of three lots of 110, yeah. is there for lumpy amounts of money that can go into super to then bolster the capital from which you take a tax-free pension in retirement. Yep. So right. you've got to think about when and how you sell assets. You've got to yep. think about when different things in your life occur mm-hmm. um, and then get them into superannuation so that you've got as much of your money in that super structure because as we touched on last week, when you start a pension, everything inside that pension becomes tax-free. Yep. Everything in relation to the sale of assets becomes tax-free because mm-hmm. there's no capital gains tax in a pension. Yep. And then you can draw your legislated minimum defined by your age to meet your annual living costs throughout the year however you wish to do that. Okay. And mm-hmm. is there like a table somewhere, you know, based on – you were just talking about based on your age there. Is there is there a table there and, you know, different rates for – Correct. Exactly yeah. right. So what happens is the government have set the, the legislated minimums. Yep. And because of COVID-19, the last couple of years – Everything's run at a 50% discount. Okay. So where you're under the age of 65, yep. you've got to take 
4% of your balance mm-hmm. where you're drawing a pension. Okay. And then you go from 65 to 74, mm-hmm. that's 6%, and it keeps working its way up and up and up as you get older. Mm-hmm. So you need to ensure you meet those legislative minimums. Yep. But you want to be thinking about getting as much money into your superannuation fund as possible through the various sources and various resources yep. that you have to be able to bolster what you can use to fund yourself in retirement. And, you know, there are a couple of good ones. For the self-employed people, considering the capital gains tax small business concessions in conjunction with your accountant can be another way to very positively get sale proceeds from a business into your superannuation fund with minimal tax implications. So it's not just for your PAYG employees where they salary sacrifice. Okay. It can also be for your self-employed people where you've got more significant assets like uh, a physical building or it could be the actual business that you trade out the of. The assets of the business. and yep. mm-hmm. Exactly. So where you're, where you're using the, the CGT small business concessions, a really good accountant will be proactive in that side of things and make sure that they know how you can facilitate that sale and how you can utilise a $500,000 lifetime limit right. where you can roll money from a business sale straight into a super fund yep. without any tax being incurred. So mm. there's, there's benefits there for the self-employed people as well. So is it fair to say that, um, you know, from wherever that influx of money comes from, based on the source of which it comes from, there are different, uh, you know, different rules as far as how much you can put into into your into your super or into your pension. So, yeah. you know, you've got a sale of a business, you've got an inheritance, you've got, you know. So are there different rates depending on where that money comes from? Sorry, Sorry. I hope that makes no, sense. No, no, that makes yeah. perfect sense and, and, and you're spot on. It's so- a terribly complicated issue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a simple super system, you know, like I don't know what, you know, exactly. Um, no, so the, the, the limit of... One 110000 for a non-concessional contribution, that's that's across any source of funds. Sure. The 330 is just the bring forward of three years of 110, which you can use. Yep. And then the CGT small business concessions, mm-hmm. they play with their own little threshold as well. So right. they're slightly different to those non-concessional limits. Yep. Another one that you can also consider, which is very prevalent at the moment, is the downsizer legislation. So you take your family home, you live in Deakin, it's worth... Mucho cash, yep. and your kids have all left. You're rattling around in a great big five bedroom place. Mm-hmm. You might sell that house, go and buy something a little smaller in the same suburb or somewhere else because you want to relocate. Yep. Under that piece of legislation, mm. you can put three hundred thousand dollars in, which is separate to all of those other tests that yep. we've just spoken about. Okay. So right. it's really important that people keep that in mind that it's not just a one sort of size fits all. There are different limits and different concessions. No, so many different facets to this, and and yeah. you know this is this is where we need someone like you. Well, and this <laughs> is I've got, got no idea, and you've already bamboozled me with these numbers. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit like that. Um, and then as soon as you learn the number, the number changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure that during COVID as well would have been uh, extra extra difficult as well because I'm sure that you know they kept changing the, the parameters and trying to make things a little bit more extra generous for people. Yeah, exactly. And and what we'll find with those discounts that I mentioned earlier is that from the 1st of July next year will revert back to the normal legislated minimum. So the 50% discount that people are are taking advantage of at the moment. And whilst it's good, people also need to keep in mind that whilst there's a discount on what you must take, people's general living expenses don't change too much. So you normally meet the legislated minimum anyway because you still need to eat, pay school Mm -hmm. fees, travel, 
buy your wife's shoes and, you know, all the other fun things that you throw your money at in retirement. Well, in addition to seeking sound financial advice, what are some <laughs> of the other things that people should keep in mind when they're starting a pension, Luke? Yeah, so when you're going to start an income stream, this this is a little deep for a Friday afternoon, but mm. you want to look at the underlying tax components of your fund. Okay. And the reason you would do that at a high level is that whilst you're over 60 and you take money out, everything's tax-free. Yep. However... If money comes out of your super fund because you get hit by a falling tree branch and it's going to non-dependent children, a portion of that benefit may be taxable at 17%. And when you've spent your working life building up an asset base that could have a significant capital value and part of that is subject to potential tax, the reason I say think about where you're throwing your money in. Now, there's nothing wrong with running multiple accounts where you could ensure that the transition of value from one generation to the next is tax-free. Yep, right. And without getting too deep into it, Mm. any money that comes into super that is from a taxed source, so that would include salary sacrifice through your employer Mm -hmm. or a personal deductible contribution, which is that $27,500 limit that most people know about, Mm plus the earnings of the fund over your working life, they're all called a a taxable component. And then if we use the non-concessional $300,000 limit or the downsizer that I spoke about, that goes in as tax-free money because, as we said just a moment ago, we're not claiming a tax deduction. So we don't want to get too deep into the weeds here, but any taxable component that goes out to an adult child is subject to 17% tax. We. Okay. So it, it could mm. get that ugly. Is, that eats up. Mm. Exactly. So now you need to think about what should people keep in mind when starting a pension. If you've been saving into a fund for your entire working life and you happen to have some cash from the sale of an asset and some downsizer money, think twice about muddying those two sources because you want to maximise your tax-free percentage because then you're ensuring that no matter what happens to the growth of that money in the future, it's always going to be tax-free to the next generation. Yep. So... Having more than one fund is not a bad thing right. where you're doing it for key strategic reasons. Okay. Okay, so don't just race out and throw all your money into one fund yep. because you could be accidentally muddying the water from a tax perspective. Right, and which pay could, more than you necessarily have to pay. Yeah. Exactly, for yeah. The, and especially you know for your kids. When your kids yeah. go, oh, mum and dad have died, they got hit by a falling tree branch. Mm. Oh, great, they had all this money. Hang on, what do you mean I'm going to lose $150,000 of tax? What are you talking about? Because mm. yep. most people don't realise that that's the case. That only occurs where money goes to a, a non-dependent children. Right. So a spouse mm. is yep. always a dependent mm. under the tax law and the super law. So if, if I die and my wife gets everything... It automatically transfers. It's all tax-free. Yeah, yeah, it's only when you start now passing it where you say got the surviving spouse in a couple, yep. and money then go to adult children, that's when you need yeah, to be that's thinking yeah, ahead. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Now when you're putting the money in so that you future-proof what could happen down the road. So that's very important. Also think about whose name the money's going into. So there are certain limits that can have tax impacts. Okay, So one's called the transfer balance cap, and that's the most amount of money that you can have in super and take a tax-free pension. Right. And that limit is currently $1.7 million. Okay. Now, that's very important for Canberra because the CSS, the PSS, <laughs> yep. the DFRDB yeah, yeah, and the yeah, MSBS, yeah. those pensions 
count towards that limit. Yep. So if you've got a $50,000 pension, you could actually have used up $800,000 of your 1.7. So think about whose name you're going to put the pension in because if somebody's got a very high or very strong defined benefit pension, they may not have a lot of room left to be able to take a tax-free pension out of their own super. So you might make the contribution in a spouse's name to take advantage of her transfer balance cap to get as much tax-free money in retirement as possible. Mm. So just think about the implications. We're having a chat with Luke Smith from Envision Financial and we're getting across today how to maximise your pension. So back over to you, Mm. Luke. I mean, we were talking uh, last, uh, uh, just before, about how you can maximise your pension assets before starting an income stream Mm. um, and what people should be keeping in mind when starting a pension. So Yeah, so I guess just before the ad break, we sort of touched on how you can and why you can put money in and, and, and some ways that you could take advantage of that. Yeah. Some other key things to keep in mind are there are certain tests that you need to make sure you adhere to. Right. So if you're going to make the non-concessional contribution that we spoke about before the ad break, you need to be under the age of 75. Okay. If you're going to make a tax-deductible contribution, Mm. you need to be under the age of 67. Okay. Or over the age of 67, and you can meet the work test. Right. And the work test says, I've done 40 hours work in a 30-day period At a point in a financial year. Right. So it's not open slather, let's just go hurling money into super. You need to say, okay, do these strategies work for me and my situation? And then do I jump over all of the hurdles that I need to meet to be able to make said type of contribution? Another one to consider on that front is the downsizer. So a great piece of legislation that was passed earlier in the year, it moved the downsizer age from 65 to 60, and there's a proposal to, in the last budget, to lower it to 55 as well, which yeah. makes sense. hasn't yeah. received royal assent yet, but it's it's been thrown up as another way mm. for people to take what is generally one of their larger assets. Yeah, free up some cash. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's right, and, and, and get some capital in their super and then be able to use that capital value to generate an income because the family home is generally something that has a lot of value, but in retirement, where you sleep doesn't have a lot of value. You want to be able to use the income from your capital oh, of course. to pay for stuff and see stuff and do stuff. So it's a great way of bolstering superannuation as well. But just keep in mind that you've got to meet those age-based limits. Yep. yep. There's also something called the total super balance. Okay. What's okay? that? Okay. So that's the total super balance is relating to how much you can put in considering that 1.7 limit and where you are at any point of the contribution. So I'll give you a quick example. If you have $1.6 million in super and yeah. the, the transfer balance cap limit is $1.7, yep. you can't make a $300,000 contribution because you're only 100 from the ceiling. Right. And so okay. on and so on. So you yeah. need to make sure you look at the total super balance, your, your, your position at the time of making the contribution because you don't want to exceed some of those caps that we spoke about before the ad break. So it's always there. It's always feasible to consider these things, but just keep in mind that whilst you can do it, you need to make sure that you're allowed to do it and each of those things is tied to your personal situation, not just because you and your mates want to do it. Sure. There are certain yep. legislative frameworks you need to play under. What, about, think- what about capital gains? Uh, like capital, small small business yeah and so capital gains. there are, there are specific capital gains tax thresholds so if you have total assets of more than six million dollars yep there are certain 
can and can'ts in relation to whether you can use all of those concessions because there are a number of steps involved in that CGT small business discount. Mm. And again, you want to make sure that your accountants across your broader position because again, like we said with the, the non-concessional contributions, there are certain limits that you could be precluded from using it, but you need to make sure that one, is it appropriate for me? Yes or no? And then two, what have I got to work with inside the legislation to be able to actually make that type of contribution to my super? Very good. So Luke, what's, what are some of the key things that we need to remember when it comes to maximising our pension? Yeah, okay, so let's carry on with um, checking limits. Yep. You know, we just touched on mm. the importance of that. So yep. check the legislation and check the limits mm-hmm. because the values of superannuation, it's a forever changing environment, especially with your assets and the way markets Well, like, move. like you said, you seem to get ready for one, that sort of thing, and then they go and change the limit on you. And then COVID <laughs> comes along, the value drops, then the value <laughs> comes back. Exactly. So check your limits and make sure you can. Consider the most tax-effective place to hold your assets. Now, as I said before the air break, up to $1.7 million, yep. you'd be hard-pressed to find a more tax-effective vehicle than superannuation. Sure. Because once you start a pension, everything inside that fund is tax-free yep. and everything inside that fund is free from capital gains tax. Yep. So that's a really big one mm-hmm. because if you buy CBA shares at $50 and sell them at $150... Mm-hmm. Yeah, hello. They're putting their hand out for you. Exactly. And now yep. in a pension, you can stand behind the glass, uh, wave and say, sorry. I'm lucky yeah. uh, and keep all of your money. So it's a great vehicle to hold assets in. Make sure that you consider the transfer balance cap and if you have a defined benefit pension, maybe look to maximise a spouse's superannuation Mm -hmm. because if your defined benefit income stream is soaking up some of that $1.7 million limit, you'll lose the tax efficiency of a pension in your name. So consider making contributions for a spouse to maximise their tax efficiency and also think about the taxable and tax-free components and keeping all of your tax-free money in a separate fund and not muddying the water with your existing account. So don't jump to the the, the preconceived idea that more accounts incur more fees. Yeah. If you have two accounts and you combine that into one account, most account-keeping fees are done on the capital value of your account. Oh, right. So Not, mis- not on a per-account basis That's necessarily. Right. Most yeah. of them are done on a value basis. Yep. So if you have two at 500 against one at a million, mm. the difference in fee collection is not going to warrant separating them for the fee benefit yep. when you consider 17% tax on mm-hmm. half a million dollars yeah. will be a lot more than the fees you're going to save yep. by holding two accounts. Absolutely. So just think about that sort of stuff. It's a little deep in the weeds on a Friday, but mm. again, a good advisor is thinking about that stuff before you... Good no, start. No, and, and this is the thing. There's a hell of a lot that we've taken in over the last 20 minutes and, mm. uh, you know, a, certainly a, a lot to think about. How do we get in touch with you? Where, you know, where do we get more info? Because, you know, I think that's We're going to need you to, to couple this all together know, once yeah, again, exactly. I think, Luke. <laughs> so. so 62604749, that's the office number. Say it again slowly. 62604749. Gotcha. All right, what's the website? Envisionfinancial.com.au is the website. We've got the podcast. The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money. That's on iTunes, Spotify, and all your good podcasting software. Good, good. We've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all of the shows except for today. And you can go back and take your key moments from that. 
We've got TikTok. We've You've got, got the TikTok. We've got the TikTok. Oh, my, look at you. My, my five-year-old was very excited that she said, Daddy, you on the TikToker. Wow. Um, yeah, so there's... I'm the, not even on the TikTok. Do, do you do a dance on the TikTok or... Oh, you don't want you, this body shaking. You, you, you could do a dance and give you financial strategies on the TikTok. I might I might pull next week's strategies out of the fridge. So <laughs> stay tuned for that Good one. Stuff. That's The handle on the TikTok is the strategy stacker. Good and up. then we've just finalised the, 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 the last edit for... Um, smart Money Strategy, Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning. Oh, you got a that's book. That's the book that we've Ooh. written. Yeah, that's coming out in March. So yeah. that'll be in all good bookstores um, in the new year and online, Amazon, Booktopia, and all of your online providers. So. Can we get a free signed copy, Luke? I think I can find one or two. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> all right, Luke Smith from Envision Financial, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. No, no worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks no worries. Much. We'll catch up with you next time.